Welcome to the American Roadrunner Podcast. Yep, it's that time again. Glad y'all could join us here today on this, the American Roadrunner Podcast, where here we share stories from the road and our two-wheeled motorcycle machines. All tales of spills, thrills, and chills, all the good, bad, and ugly stories from the open road, and now for the marathon. I'm Brian Phillipson. And I'm your other host, Bob Marshall. You can find us at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook.com or wherever you like to listen to podcasts at American Roadrunner The Podcast. You can also find the awesome book by Mr. Bob Marshall, American Roadrunner. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and if you have any comments, you want us to cover a certain topic, go ahead and email us at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook at Gmail. We have a lot of friends that sponsor this podcast, one of them being Ride 1K in a Day. We also have the Flying Dutchman Company. On Instagram, you can find Jake at the Flying Dutchman Co. That's all one word. And then our good friend Bowmonster at Bowmonster.com. He's the guy who did the awesome book cover and some images you can find on the website. Awesome book cover. All the good artwork. Lucky us. Yeah. Well, let's get down to it. Let's get down to it. So, here it is a Monday when we're recording this, and it's... Obviously, the day after the weekend. And from what I understand, Bob, you went on a little excursion. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was quite a fun motorcycle trip. Just a nice little hop from uh, here in Riverside, Southern California, over to uh, Tucson, Arizona for the Tucson Book Festival. Now, to our listeners over in Antarctica and in Portugal, how many miles is that? (laughs) People well, don't know where, where Tucson yeah, is. Yeah, I think it's 400 miles there and back. And how many kilometers for those in Antarctica and So Portugal? maybe that'd be uh, <laughs> just under 600 kilometers, okay. give or take. Okay. Okay. The whole standard and imperial system is really going to screw the Americans over. Eventually. E- eventually. But the mile, <laughs> 5,280 feet. The English mile, somewhere around uh, 400 miles there, maybe 400 miles back. Maybe just over 400 miles. It was a nice day, but uh, I got to bring a guest this time, so I was pretty excited. And it's somebody our listeners might be familiar with from one of our previous podcasts. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, my lady? <laughs> Hi, I'm Annette. I'm, I'm back. Welcome back. Uh, Annette's Annette. back. Lucky Annette. for us. Annette's Earth. Earth with a D. Earth with, with a D. D yes, one of our favorite guests. So awesome. We had to have her back. So... You and Mr. Marshall here, uh, you guys went on this excursion, um, not like together, but not together, because most people think of like going somewhere together in a car, but you guys went to the nope. same place. On separate rides. On separate rides. Yep. So no no ride in the sissy bar for you. No. Or for no. you, Mr. Bob Marshall. No, not this time. <laughs> See, I was looking at Bob when I said no riding the sissy bar, right? Right. I, I don't <laughs> mind playing pilotier every now and then. <laughs> It's okay, but for that many miles, no, I I jumped on my pop's uh, big old man bagger, and Annette was on her beautiful uh, orange Harley. Street Glide. Street Glide. Street it is a beautiful Street Harley. Glide. I've only seen pictures of it until now, and now it is out in front of the place where we are podcasting from, and it is a work of art. I like it. Thank you. That's my baby girl. Yeah, it's pretty. 
it's nice to see in the rearview mirror too. I can usually see her anywhere, no matter where she is in the rearview mirror. It kind of stands out, so it's a huge, you can see huge it, plus. Yeah. Now you called it your baby girl. Do you have a name for your baby girl? Yes, I do. Her name is Lucy Lou. Lucy Lou. Lucy Lou. Uh, what what gave you the uh, idea to call your baby Lucy Lou? Um, I actually have no idea. You, you don't, you're not a fan of the actress Lucy oh, no, Liu? No, not at all. <laughs> no, not at she's all. a great actress. She I mean, Kill Bill. But, I mean, she's yeah, just not, that chick's got talent. I'm just not... Um, no, when I think of Lucy Liu, I think of Lucy... Lucille Ball. Oh, when I think okay. of Lucy, because of the red. Oh, I'm red on, hair. I'm on a different wavelength. You I'm are. thinking of Lucy Lawless. Well, it's, it's I'm the, thinking of Xena Warrior Oh, princess. you are really on it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking my age group, and you're thinking your age yeah. group. Yeah. I would ask Mr. Bob Marshall what the name of his bike is, but he's got so many children in the backyard, he's, he probably can't <laughs> keep track of the names if he tried to name them. So when you read my book, you know, I, I, it's kind of a big... Well... Uh, the answer is I really don't name stuff. That's it. I grew up in a family where everything was named and stuff is just stuff. So I don't name it. But I have had some forward movement in that department. So I'm pretty proud of myself. But you'd have to read about it in the book. So that's called call to arms for our listeners to buy the book. Moving forward. <laughs> Moving forward. Or borrow it from someone and read it. American. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. All right. So you guys went to Tucson. Um, how long did it take to get there? Did you have to make any stops or anything? So the bike I was on, the 04 VT1300 that was my pops, only goes about 140 miles, maybe 130 depending on the weather. Uh, a Nets bike can do something like 220 before it needs to be refueled. So you're only as good as your weakest link. So yeah, we ended up stopping every 130, 120 miles. So how many times did you stop in between? Because myself, I've I've traveled that so many times. The 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 ten. Yeah, the yeah. ten between Riverside and Phoenix. I used to live in North Phoenix, right. and uh, probably like twice a month I would go back and forth between right. California and Arizona, and I would always find myself stopping to get gas right in the middle at a at a. Blythe, that's the name. Blythe, yeah. Uh, little little spot in the road where uh, you know it's a bus station and a whole bunch of restaurants. Yeah, well, and I I've traveled it too on a motorcycle, gosh, tens of times, and I've got a lot of good memories on that road. As a kid, my dad would always drive us out to the river in the big old motorhome. So i've probably traveled that road more than any other road in the u.s um my best friend lives in phoenix uh anyways all sorts of excuses to hop over to arizona for me um so you kind of learn where all the stops are you got so, any favorite gas stations quartzite anywhere yeah well the answer is whatever ones are preferably on the right side of the highway mm. that's you know if you could do that i think once we had to jump over to the left yeah i prefer truck stops that's yeah. usually where i stop when i'm by myself yeah truck stops. they usually have all the amenities i think some you can still rent dvds from them right <laughs> yeah right. you can definitely i just feel it's safer and yeah. i've always felt safer because they're they're more crowded that there's more people moving around mm -hmm. yeah. i just prefer them and they have if you're hungry you could grab something mm -hmm. decent 
can do laundry if you need to. If you bring enough pairs of underwear. Yeah. There's a bunch of women running around the back for some reason, jumping in between the trucks. I don't know. Those are called lizard lots. Ah, lizard lots. I've never heard of that. I've heard strawberry too. It's usually lizard lots. Oh, okay. Well, the subject maybe for another podcast. No, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so I and honestly, I I kind of prefer the medium ones. Uh, the truck stops are really cool at night, but during the day, I usually like the medium ones as long as it seems like they might have fresh coffee. Mm. So we kind of stop between the, the two. Ones? Oh, the medium sized ones. You oh, know, medium size. Yeah, you know, we <laughs> stopped at a few of those. Yeah, we did. Yeah, definitely. He's he's like Goldilocks over here. Yeah, he doesn't want the little lock, ones. Yeah. He doesn't want the big <laughs> gas stations something with in all the, the middle. truckers. Wants yeah. something in the middle. It's yeah, just we, right. Yeah, yeah, we stop a little bit more because when he needs fuel, I'm still at a half a tank, so I can keep going. So. Right, and, if, and I don't stop. Yeah, yeah. If I was on my KZ, my KZ can do 250 miles, so we'd be stopping for her. So we would just go. We did stop for food on our way there breakfast in Blythe in Blythe old steak and steak and cakes, mm. steak and cakes that's yeah. a good one um just one of our favorite little eateries there off the uh 95 and the 10 but other than that we just kind of rolled on through I guess we lost an hour going that way yeah but we it, lost it, an hour going out oh yeah. yeah because of course Arizona uh they they decided we're we're we got enough daylight. We don't need right. to save daylight. So yeah, I, I didn't know about this when I went out to Arizona the first time and I called my mom. I'm like, Hey, I'll be there at, at six PM, I'll be there for dinner and then I get there and she's like, You're an hour late. <laughs> what the exactly. hell, Brian? And I'm like, What? Exactly. She's like, Everybody went home. Oh, I didn't know that they that don't whole, change the clocks. Right. So yeah, you cross into Arizona and you know it's the a different it's a different time zone yeah well they uh they did pretty well it was a good ride the weather was good i know a few of our friends commented they thought it might rain but we brought our rain gear but our mamas made us waterproof so it's not a big deal but it didn't rain the weather was perfect it was a little chilly i reckon perfect yeah it was pretty nice so it was a good ride there hung out found some dinner and then uh woke up the next day and uh I got to go to the book festival. Oh, you know what? Before going to the book festival, oh. did you guys do any uh, two-wheeled camping like we've talked about in the past? Nope. We got a room. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we got a room at uh, the Econo Lodge there on Stone next to the university. Yeah. Then again, it is winter, so. Yeah. And yeah. I overpacked, and I brought, you know, 16 pair of underwear. And <laughs> yeah. I brought yeah. a whole bag of clothes and... You can make a pillow out of underwear when you go camping. <laughs> you bring so many. Well, that's what I do. I take a pillowcase. Yeah. And then I shove clothes in it. Oh, really? And then I wrap it or yeah. roll it or I tie it, and then that's my pillow. I've always done the thing where you bring a sweatshirt, and then you you just stuff a whole bunch of dirty clothes in it and use that as a pillow. Yeah, same same concept. Yeah, mm-hmm. except not underwear. <laughs> nah. Not dirty underwear. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good idea. It works. I know we were a pillow shy in the room, so we just... Uh, Used one of our saddle rags, one of our. That's right, because I. Yeah, Native American Mexican blankets. blankets. Yeah, it worked pretty well. They didn't give you another pillow. Oh, you know, they just had two, and honestly, I like I like a lot of pillow behind my head, so I just (laughs) just made one. But there's probably one in the closet. We didn't even look. Oh, that's true. We never opened the closet. We stopped Friday night and got me two Mexican blankets at the truck stop, Mm -hmm. and then Saturday I picked up another one. So I left with one and came home with. 
four Mexican blankets. What is the deal with you and Mexican blankets? Well, I'm Mexican. Well, nah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're but nice classic. and warm. See what's on my lap? So you got one of uh, different colors. I got a turquoise one, a blue, a turquoise one, turquoise, mm-hmm. orange, and red. Mm. Got a, Well, I got the turquoise and the orange Friday night. And then when I was down Tombstone, I was like looking at the red ones like, I need a red one from my Honda, so <laughs> to match my Honda. So, <laughs> and she had brought one, but I forgot my saddle rag. the 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 one that's on her lap right now is actually the saddle rag I usually take everywhere with me. I've sat on it for a few hundred thousand miles, but I caught it on fire once too. But other than that, it seems to be keeping her warm right now. Yeah, so. I so I shared my original my yoga one with him. Hmm. He used that one while I. It worked. I yeah. use I don't sit on mine. I use mine as my backrest. Cool. You know, if you didn't have it in front of you right now showing me what your saddle rag is i would assume a saddle rag is something else completely different nice. i wouldn't think of it as a blanket <laughs> <laughs> i would think a saddle rag is uh something a lot dirtier <laughs> if you don't know by now what that <laughs> bell is i love the bell i got a bell <laughs> every time you hear that bell uh think twice about what you just heard you might find another meaning and understanding of what we're talking dun, about dun, dun, dun. the double entendre the bell's gonna be pretty exciting mm-hmm. and i like how easily i can reach it here in our recording studio apparently brian can <laughs> yeah reach it too. i had to okay. say it i mean i had to do it right then because of what okay, he said i'll know? give up <laughs> so yes so we had a nice ride and then uh yeah i hit up the book festival and i had to kind of geek it up for that and it was just a mile down the road so i had to i even brought like my converse so i wouldn't look like a pirate and i just wore regular black jeans and a shirt and uh my backpack and uh went around the book festival um the book festival was extremely exciting because I realized just how much different things are compared to how I'm doing them. Audible was not there. No podcasters were there. People were busy selling their books. Authors were there doing these great panels. So I learned a lot about all sorts of different array of subject. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, they were interested in selling their books, of course. So Mm -hmm. their books were available to purchase. And it was great to have them there to sign it. One of my favorite authors, Robert Curson was there and it was great to meet him and talk to him and share with him with what i was doing and i'll tell you probably the most exciting part of my weekend uh was i told him about my book as he was asking about it and it was one of those he wasn't at the table signing at the time he was just walking down the road and i just saw him in a panel and asked him a question i had asked him the question about could you tell us the adventure of uh you know getting a narrator for your book and he said, oh, yeah. And he got Ray Porter. And Ray Porter is one of my favorite narrators. Uh, so he started talking about that on the panel. Uh, so, you know, we were walking and just had a nice stop and chat. And he goes, well, what's your book? I'd, I'd really be excited to read it. And I said, well, you know, if you got room in your luggage, let me gift you one. I got one right here for you. And he cool. goes, oh, no, absolutely not. I'm not going to accept your book as a gift. I like to support indie authors and any i'm gonna buy your book on amazon fascinating (laughs) and my head just spun wow i thought boy that's the coolest thing i've ever heard so he uh you know took my card and said absolutely i'll be purchasing this as soon as i get back 
Right. It was great. And, and he, he, he was already carrying too many books, and he, he that was just him his way of getting away from carrying another Carrying book. another, yeah. That, yeah <laughs> like, I'll, I'll just get the I'll get, I'll the get it on out. It yeah. was just, it was great the way he stated it. Uh, he's over in Chicago. So he had a 17-year-old son with him. Uh, and boy, he's, this kid's got to be six five. I mean, he's just <laughs> built for basketball, I reckon. You know, and it's rare that I have to look up at someone, but here I am looking up at the seventeen year old, and he was so excited to hear about motorcycles. So Robert Kerson's dad used to sell motorcycle paints and lubricants back in the fifties and sixties, and so Robert would like cruise around with his dad all over the forty eights selling all this stuff so he knew everything about the old motorcycles everything about the old flat track racing everything about he stuff. anyways it was great it was great to just have a nice stop and chat with one of my favorite authors for a few minutes wow so, so you were geeking out about this author big time and the kid was geeking out on you and your bike and everything like that it, it worked really well uh and then the next day sunday when i ran into the kid i he, i got him talking about riding motorcycles so then I saw his dad was on another panel, which was wonderful to listen to. Uh, that one was about Rocket Men, his uh, newer book that he wrote about Apollo 8. And I had to tell him how much that meant to me. And I'll get a little personal and tell everybody. I used to ask my dad, Dad, where were you when Apollo 11 landed on the moon? He goes, I don't care. That was just part of it. That was just Apollo 11. But let me tell you where I was when we finally shot a rocket ship in front of a moving target called the moon and got it into orbit, and that was called Apollo 8. And my dad would go on and on about how cool Apollo 8 was compared to Apollo 11. Growing up, being educated in the public school system, I was taught differently. So we'd have these great arguments. Robert Kerson wrote the book, Satan and reminding the rest of us that Apollo 8 was a lot cooler than Apollo 11. So I had to share it with him, and he just... Well, his head just spun. He thought that was the coolest thing. So it's a good weekend. And for our friends in the USSR, we can't forget about Yuri Gagarin, the first cosmonaut from Russia. He, he beat us all. He oh, beat yeah. John Glenn up in, up in space. Well, I reckon <laughs> Sputnik beat everybody. But Yeah. Well, that dog beat everybody. <laughs> and then the, the dog, dog beat everybody. That had a twin, and they were like, yeah, this is the dog we launched up. And now really now we're really geeking out, aren't we? Yeah, okay. we are. We are. Enough so, NASA. back to the book fair. Okay, right. so uh, you've been to book fairs before, right? You know what? I have with my daughter, um, just kind of spectating. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of cool clubs, the Western Ratchers of America, chatted with them. I ran into another group called uh forever westerners but all this group did was meet on tuesday nights uh for dinner and talk about old west books mm. and they were selling a few they had around so i was able to buy a few from them but it was great to share with them the open mic bike night that we do yeah and then they were sharing with me therefore and they were very similar one just has to do with old west books and another one has to do with motorcycles motorcycles so it was it was pretty neat um other than that, everybody, I mean, you could have gotten solar panels there. You could have gotten water <laughs> softeners there. I mean, there was a, just a ton of, and there had to be maybe 20,000 people throughout. It's a huge mall in mm. the University of Arizona there. So was it a book fair that had all those other things, or was it like a state fair that had some books too? It might have been option B. Okay. I was a little spun. <laughs> uh, there were no podcasters there. There were no audible guys there there were no and these are all part of you know sharing stories mm -hmm. this was specifically books okay 
they had a ton of cooking too for some reason i guess cooking books is really big business cooking so. books are never gonna go away yeah I, yeah I had an idea for a cookbook a while ago do you want to hear it i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> no my idea for a cookbook is well cookbooks never go out of style even though you can look up recipes online but I wanted to make a scratch and sniff cookbook because oh, I mean, you, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, Get this. You can now. look at pictures of of a cookbook and whatever they present the food. You know, it's gonna it's gonna look beautiful. They can decorate a piece of dog shit and it's gonna look edible. But you don't know how it tastes. So I figure you get this scratch and sniff cookbook. So people get the book and they're like, oh, that's a pretty picture of chicken. And then they scratch and they're like, oh, my gosh, that smells so good. I want to cook that now. So, hey, nobody can steal my idea. idea. So uh, I'd like to make the same book, but have it a lick. Not a scratch and sniff. Well, Have it a lick time, and taste. By the time you get the cookbook that your grandma handed down, it's got 30 people licking off of it. I don't think you Family want tradition, to. apparently. It's no longer the cookbook. It'll be called the lick book. Exactly. I'm going to invent the lick book. Okay. So you enjoy that scratch and sniff cook. So many puns, so many times. So this wasn't the cool part of the weekend. The cool part of the weekend is why I was geeking out at the book festival. Miss Annette was... Writing. I went... 1,245 miles this weekend. Whoa. She did a few more miles than I did. So you just kept on going in circles in the parking lot? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. That was what I did. No, like seriously, where'd you go to? I did. I said. I went down to um, Tombstone oh. Saturday morning. I had never been. Me neither. I went down to Tombstone, spent uh, See Doc about Holiday. an hour-ish down. I'll, I'll be your huckleberry. Oh, my exactly. God. <laughs> <laughs> I could quote Tombstone all day. All day long. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. It, it, it was definitely interesting, just all the actors down there. and. Was there a lot of people in Tombstone? Well, yeah, it was Saturday, so it was pretty. And it was great weather because mm-hmm. they've been having crappy weather like us. Uh-huh. So there was bikes and people everywhere. So is it? Is it a ghost town, or is it like did a city oh, build no. get built up around it? Or yeah, is it, well, is it like it, it never stopped being a town? Okay. It was named after the Tombstone Mine, right? Which was founded out there, and so the town's still there. They just kept a lot of the old history, and they make all their money off tourism now. Okay. The mine's closed. So. I just imagine it being in the middle of nowhere, and they're just being like oh, people no. who come as actors and you a, know do the gunfight. There was a mine tour. Yeah. Yeah, you could it. tour the mine, yeah. yeah those are mine too. And then they have the stage coaches that you jump in and they do tours. They talk. I heard heard them talking. Then they had the gunfight shows in the street, yeah, in, in the, the street, the, yeah. in the bar. Mm. They're people always trying to get you to It's like Knott's Berry Farm on crack. Yeah. I mean it's really <laughs> It's really touristy. You got to be careful. Yeah. Once I found park, it took me a while to find parking. Oh, I should have told you where to park. Yeah. Sorry. I, once I found There's parking, I like to park. Yeah. Then I walked the street and I went to Big Nose Kate's. I was nice. Yeah, because mm-hmm. when I pulled into town on Friday, I hit up Instagram and said, "Hey, I'm in town. People tell me what to do." So a few people sent out a few things. So I mm. went there, had lunch and a beer. Then I walked around. Did a little bit of shopping, hmm. and then from there I took took off down to Bigsby. Oh, okay. Which is yeah. my, my new fave. It is pretty cool that these days you have social media and you can do something like what you did, where you mm. send out a message like, "Hey, I'm gonna be here. What should I do?" And people will reply and tell you, "You gotta check out this diner, or you gotta find this hidden spot." Exactly. I did that when I went to Maine. 
Mm-hmm. Some of the cities I would do that, and then friends would tell me what to do. So I did that Friday night. Um, my, some of my a couple family members and some friends um, hit up stuff for like hiking, and which obviously I couldn't do because I didn't wasn't planning on hiking. Mm-hmm. And then my biker friends, my riding friends, they're the ones who tell me where to go and what to do and what to see at those little towns. And hmm. there know. was one that one comment you said, "Oh, my friend here says I should go to." Sonoita? <laughs> I would know Sonoita. Sonoita. And I would only know, I got a friend, Sonoita Sam, who lives, otherwise I wouldn't know how to pronounce it either, you know. How do you spell it? S-O-N-O-I-T-A, Sonoita. Huh. And they told yep. me to take the back road, so I took 83 yep. down off of 10, I took 83 and then mm. through, through that little town, I did stop, mm. I stopped at an antique store for a while and then from there I took off on the 82 which dropped me right into Tombstone. Mm. And then after Tombstone, I continued 82 into Bisbee. 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 And I was going to stop at, because um, I like local craft beers, mm. I was going to stop at, uh, first I pulled up right in, in front of a brewery, and then I saw St. Elmo's across the way. So I thought, oh, I'll go over there, because I'm more of a small um Dive bar, dive girl. bars. That's yeah. what I like. Like a pool pool table, <laughs> yes. a layer of smoke mm-hmm. in the air, and a bunch of guys who look like they've never left the seat. Yes, they, and they, they you exactly know what I got. I hang out there a lot with my Stampeder friends, so mm-hmm. you're kind of describing us you, right you, now. Right, I'm just going to exactly. say that St. Elmo's is a good was, bar. Yeah, it was one, two, three, four guys. All what well, two were sitting together, and the other two were on the other side of the bar. And me and then the the the, cock, the bartender mm-hmm. and when I sat down, I looked at her um, her taps and she had the Bisbee's craft beer their mining their uh, brewery on tap there so it was mm. perfect and it was a dollar cheaper she said mm. she's like it's cheaper nice. a dollar cheaper than the actual brewery so wow and then she gave me a taste of all the beers and then I picked the one I wanted and sat there and talked with the locals That's I was in cool. there for like an hour and a half you know this just bullshitting. It reminds me of uh, my favorite dive bar when I did live in Arizona. Back when I I used to to drink, before I was a teetotaler like I am today, (laughs) um, my favorite bar in Arizona was called The Flight Line. And it's called The Flight Line because Because. it's right by the airport and the planes literally come down and the wheels almost like touch the roof of this bar as they're landing. That's great. I love it. it, it was it was a cool little dive bar. They didn't have anything special like that. It was just a place that you know you could play darts and and uh, you know get a cold Coors Light or like I like to think of it, water. Um. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, St. Elmo's is that place. I'll tell you, it's the only place. And I'm going to pick on a friend right now. It's the only place my buddy Mike Shoop has ever hugged me. So that's when I know he's having a good time because that man <laughs> barely shakes my hand. And he's he's a great friend, fellow Stampeder. He's out up in Silver City, New Mexico, but hmm. I ran into him there after not seeing him for a few months, and the man hugged me. I thought, boy, this is a cool place. Like, <laughs> Mike's really having a good time, yeah. you know? And it was a cool it was a cool bar, and it's two, like, two bars. It's yeah. like one, and then you walk around towards the back, and then the other side has more tables and stuff. Not yeah. another bar, but, yeah, so I was in there quite a while talking to the locals and and um, bullshitting with the, with the bartender, and then I finally got out of there, and then I hit the Copper Queen, hotel yeah that's a good hotel which is really kind of around the corner from the park and that's where my buddies tiny and sam hosts uh through their conglomerate old shit rules they host the uh the howling prowl which uh i've been going to for many years but 
it really is more of it's a great back show but it's really more of a contest of how many people and how many motorcycles you can fit into a park that might be almost an acre it's so, tiny I think <laughs> it's, it's an acre it's tiny it's but there's a nice band shell and stuff so they they really make a good time out of it hmm. and that's uh this year that's uh may 25th 24th 25th 26th i think memorial anyways day yeah memorial day weekend i'll be down there hmm. having a good time and our good buddy Nako chris has a uh place right there in Nako, so we usually take over his property and camp out yeah last year though i stayed at the copper queen just for the fun of it yeah, I went in there. It was really nice. I was going to go have a... Uh, I was going to have lunch there. And right. then I decided I was going to keep walking. I wasn't quite ready for lunch because I was full from the bear. And so I walked around and did some shopping. Hmm. And then um, found that park because that's where that girl was. I'm not supposed to buy any more jewelry, but I bought <laughs> another piece of jewelry. And I'm looking at a beautiful piece of jewelry with some pieces of jade. And it's got a, a feather. Looks like a First Nations feather very it's cool it's bone okay mm-hmm. it's beautiful but that was just saturday then oh. there was we're just gonna <laughs> wait, point wait, wait. it out there. did you have an itinerary bob well yeah i was going over to tucson to check out the book festival mm-hmm. and the answer was i think annette had a much better time than i did yeah i had a good, i didn't want to leave leave but i finally i'm like i'm looking at the clock I'm like, oh shit i gotta go she really took it to heart when i said pictures or it didn't happen because i saw your pictures on your instagram yes. you got a lot of cool pictures of the places you went yeah i went it was and then from there I, I just i came oh no 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 i didn't i went to the mission on the way back nice. i thought those were only in california nope no they got there. arizona missions too yeah it was on the list one of my friends um uh moto spirit mag is he sent me a list of stuff to do so checked out the map and it was right by the hotel yeah. Mm. Office 19. I think yeah. it was 19. So I went off and I got there like maybe 10 till or a little bit less till 5. And um, it said it was open till 5. But I walked up to the to the church and kind of peeked inside. And, and the wall said they had Saturday night mask at 530. Mm. So I was going <laughs> to go in and take pictures because it was beautiful in there. But the elders were already in there and I didn't want to be that person in there taking pictures with all the, you know, Mexican elderly people in there. So then I, um, yeah, then I walked over. They, they have a lot of stands there and out in front where, um, the natives, uh, cook fry bread. Ooh. So I got a, some fry bread. I've never had fry bread. It sounds oh, good though. It's so yummy. Yeah. It's the greatest. Yeah. My grandmother used to make fresh tortillas for us kids when we were little. And we'd all sit around the table, and her stove was like literally right here. And she'd basically it's a tortilla, homemade tortilla, and she'd fry it. Then she'd sprinkle cinnamon sugar on it. Ooh. And we used to call them lalas. Lalas. I don't think that's the correct name, but that's what we called them. Well, I'd know them as churros or something yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, no, no. These are, these <laughs> yeah, are a tortilla. Totally, this is like yeah, a just tortilla yeah. that's been fried. I've had something like that. But the like fry that, bread is a little thicker. Mm-hmm. It's more of what Indian. Is it like a Indian. pita kind of thing? Mm, no. Okay, I'm just going to stop because I'm so far they're off They're just on food. so good. <laughs> and you can have them with beans and meat and cheese and, mm-hmm. you know, and they even have them with powdered sugar or honey, you know, honey and sugar. Oh, but I just went with the traditional. Mm. I posted a picture of that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I got in trouble. Somebody's like, you're not supposed to be eating that. And I'm like, all right, I got caught. I only Thanks. ate half, and then I gave the other half to a stray dog that was sitting there. Because there's <laughs> lots of dogs out there. So That's I had to give the other story. half to the stray dog. So I'm like, yeah, because I, I can't eat all that. They so. don't have stray dogs out there. That was a coyote, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, this This sounds really cool. Um, 
Is there a place that somebody else could get a list like what you had to where they could check out the sites that you did in Arizona? Or is that just like, you know, you had a friend and they kind of slid it to you? You just got to kind of wander and make it up yourself. Yeah, just yeah, wander no, and have I mean, a good time. You can time. actually probably look all that stuff up online. But yeah. Explore because America. Because I'm in the writing community, I just kind of threw it out there. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean is like there's obviously tourist maps you know just like yeah. any any tourist trap like yeah. tombstone but like yeah. i'm just wondering if there's like a cool local map or some website that somebody could go to and know about the sites that locals go to right. you know what it's I all mean? about who you know right yeah it's yeah. okay to get lost and see what you find that's really that's when you that's find really the best stuff is. is when you get lost although saturday night we got to check out your friend's band so yeah that's why i had to get back so i got yeah. up there and I don't know, I got back to the room about six, I think. You guys yeah. saw a band? Yeah, my favorite uh, my favorite cover band was playing in Tucson, and um, that's called Cashed Out. Yeah. Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash is one of my favorites. Oh, cool. So he was there, they were there, and uh, funny story is that I I'm follow them everywhere by accident. Huh. I mean, they're, they're from San Diego, and I see them here a lot, all the time. Um, but we happen to be, well, we don't happen, um, we knew they were going to be in Sturgis at the same time we were going to be there, so we went and saw them there. They happened to be staying at our same motel. Um, my girl, my friend of mine, Robin, and my cousin, we took off to uh, D.C. in 2014, and we stopped at Johnny Cash's house and all of that stuff, and um, and they were like two days behind us, so uh-huh. it was kind of a funny. And so when I was leaving on Sunday, packing up my bike to head out I, this guy comes out of his room he's holding the 12 pack of of cores and i thought i looked at it and i thought no i can't forget the beer and i looked up and it was him i'm like hey doug <laughs> so he came over he's like oh we gotta stop meeting like this i'm like yeah exactly nice was there exactly. A, was there a a cover june carter uh, that was with the Johnny Now that's Cash a, that's a funny story. Yeah, well, yeah. No. they they brought some lady up on stage, but she had no idea what she was doing. She just just <laughs> <Did> she <laughs> looked like June Carter Cash. No, she, too much, I reckon. She suggested that she could sing um, Jackson, with <laughs> and him. she could not. Yeah, and she could not sing. <laughs> but not when American I Idol. First found them. I found them at um, the Fender Museum in Corona. Yeah, they, it was happens to be Johnny Cash's birthday celebration so we went down there to go check it out and they were playing Mm. um they were playing with johnny cash's originally drummer and so then we got who found out who they were and then we started following them and see and then we would see them like accidentally we happened to be at a place and they would be there too so Mm. yeah they're really good really good band they're they're pretty good he was a little happy happy on stage saturday night but (laughs) when i first met them they did have some girl that would sing and she was good and she would tour with them, but I haven't seen her in quite a while. So, yeah, that'd be cool if that was always. But, you know, it's not that many girls that probably want to travel with four other guys across right. country in a van. Right. <laughs> Unless he was married to her or one of them was married to her or something. <laughs> Cover well, band groupies are probably exactly. pretty low on the, uh, yeah, the scale. These poor yeah. guys. But they're working hard. They're having a good time. And we were fortunate enough to know a local, my good friend uh, Reed McCleary, who owns uh, Max Sackles, his uh, girlfriend Cheyenne, lives there in Tucson. So we got to take her out for the evening. She went with us and found some dinner and a nice coffee house and university there, Tucson. Anyways, it was a good time. It's always nice taking my friend's girlfriend out. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) She's a good, yeah, she's she's one heck of a silversmith, actually. 
she's on instagram at well as well silversmith wales wales dot silversmith i think anyways boy beautiful stuff she's for being as young as she is she's extremely creative yeah so if you ever need to buy me a piece of jewelry because, oh yeah because okay. oh <laughs> right just hit her up. Motorcycle Just parts aren't it, good enough. Send it care of American Roadrunner in Riverside, nice. and then Bob will make sure that he gives it to Annette with his name on it. Right. And say, look what I got look you. I did take you to a cemetery today. You that did. was pretty romantic. That's pretty romantic. Wow, that's a different story though. Real dark. But Sunday she got to go up to uh, Sunday. The book festival is still going on, so I hit it up again, and then you went up Mount Lemon. Mount Lemon, another local or. Yeah, Moto Spirit Magazine, he told me to go up there. So I went up. It was probably 35 miles outside of Tucson. Beautiful ride. Beautiful mm. ride. Lots of snow, though, from the pictures. Yeah, I got up there at 8,000, and it was... People snow were sledding. everywhere. Yeah. It wasn't snowing, but it was beautiful. But they were sledding, snow everywhere. It was I was going to ask about that, because... One of my favorite places in Arizona, I, I have to go every time we go to Arizona, is Sedona. And I know that's uh, it's like halfway between Phoenix and Flagstaff. Flag, and yeah. I know they have snow right now. And I yep. bet it's just beautiful. It probably looks like snow on Mars because yep. Sedona's mm-hmm. just got red rocks and lots of forest. It's one of the coolest places. And that's probably Agreed. one of the first places I want to ride to as soon as I, I, oh, yeah. I get up on two wheels. Well, and that's a trick to Arizona is that as long as you're anywhere but Phoenix, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, just go south, go <laughs> north, you're golden. Right. Just stay away from Phoenix and you're golden. That's yeah. the rule. That's it. And I, I think a lot of people have motorcycles in Arizona because it's a great way to stay cool. You know, you just ride yeah. on a motorcycle and it's like a natural air conditioner. Yeah, and they've just gotten to where they allow you to share lanes on the highway. So they took it out as being illegal. So I reckon soon enough it'll be legal. They're starting to follow California in that regard. So, oh. yeah, And they don't have a helmet law. That's, they got no helmet law. That's always interesting. One less thing to worry about. Yep. Exercise your freedoms. But I wear my helmet the whole time. Yeah, you know, Arizona's traffic laws have been changing a little bit. I, I noticed the last time I was there... Um, you could make a right turn on red. And before, when I lived there, you couldn't make a right turn on red. Yeah. And like yeah. all the all the stoplights, most of them didn't have a left turn arrow. You just had to wait for cars to stop coming in the opposite direction on the highway and then just, you know, go at your own, uh, I can't think of the word, go at your own risk. How can I, <laughs> I could not remember risk? I'm always forgetting about risk, I Wait. guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, that's enough for now. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a really good trip, and we just took the extra day uh, today, slowly made our way back. We stopped last night at my best friend F-Bomb's house and hung out there with him for a while, and then slowly made our way back. And that's nice, too, because we just went from Tucson to Phoenix. It's like 100 miles F-Bomb's yesterday. F-Bomb's in the book, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right I thought him. I recognized the name. Yeah, fellow Stampeder, uh, boy, someone I was a big fan of for many years before we befriended each other. And now you'll catch us out land speed racing a lot together. So, mm. yeah, F-Bomb Racing is uh, quite the authority on all coolness. So <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm a big fan. I was very impressed with his whole... Oh, really? Maybe I shouldn't have taken you to his house. <laughs> I look like crap next to that guy. Crap. F-Bomb stole my girl. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, he, uh, he's got a motorcycle addiction like I do. Yes, he does. He's got one heck of a car addiction as well, but regardless, it's all pretty pretty awesome. We'll have to have him on the podcast sometime. But 
Fortunate enough to call him my friend. This morning, though, we were fortunate enough to get to sit down up in Camelback, just north of Phoenix, with one Mandy Wimmer, who is sister to one Chris Wimmer, who does the Old West podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And uh, Chris is a journalist, and uh, he goes through the Old West stories and uh, writes them in a way for the podcast that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Boy, I think they're on their fifth season or something right now. They've got great sponsorship. Anyways, it was great just to sit down with her for an hour and have some morning coffee and uh, talk podcasting and everything great in between. So if you're listening to this, thank you, Mandy, for the meeting time. <laughs> yeah, she was very insightful. And then we just uh, hit the road and slowly made our way back. Stopped in uh, Quartzsite for some lunch, do some gem shopping. I picked up some used Old West books. Annette picked up, what did you pick up? I forget. Just a leather band for my new my right. other piece. Right. Just a few pieces. It's amazing how much crap we bring on our box <laughs> and then try to stuff more crap on top of it. What kind of leather band is this? Um, when I purchased this uh-huh. piece, she gave me a really nice... This um, piece as in the jewelry that you're wearing. The piece of the jewelry, yeah. And okay. And she... Oh, that's right. Can't see through people. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. For those who are here, she's pointing to her necklace. Yes. <laughs> yes. When I picked up this necklace, she gave me another piece of jewelry that's more of like a hand bead, a prayer bead. She called it her meditation beads. Okay. But it's a beautiful piece, and I'd like to make it into a choker. So we stopped, and I grabbed some leather for that, and then I grabbed a little tree charm. And what else did I get? Oh, a jewelry It's quartzite. Tray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jewelry tray. I got oh, one right. more. Oh, and I got a bracelet. Lots of jewelry. The jewelry tray was cool because it's strapped to the back of her back this, on top of everything. Beautiful uh, bracelet. Yes. It's like forgot a, the name of the beads already. Oops. They're like they're oh. like a pink color. They look almost like pearly Himalayan salt. Yes. Nice. <laughs> they had well a name, done, and Brian. I thought, oh, got to remember that name. And yeah, pearly it, Himalayan salt. Later. I just named it. Yeah. <laughs> so we stopped, uh, yeah, in Quartzsite for that lunch, was and then I'd never stopped there before. Yeah, it was pretty dangerous. Yeah, I could have, I could have spent a good. My girlfriend, Carrie, is always trying to get me to go out there with her. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be like, oh, when are we going to Quartzsite? Oh, no. <laughs> you got you to bring the little bike trailer yeah, exactly. to, uh, to load up with she all She takes her jewelry. truck. She doesn't mess around because she's into the rocks and all of that stuff. I yeah. like the little bike trailer idea a lot better. Yeah. Be, we can still ride our scoots out <laughs> and trailer many, on our crap How many geodes back. can you fit on a bike oh, trailer? Yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> I guess it's good to leave money everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. We're and I do like that. to support. Yeah. I do. Oh, I help sure. the economy. The little... A little, you know, like this lady here that was made this piece of jewelry. She was in a park with a blanket out, and she had beautiful. And I knew when I walked by, mm. I looked at her stuff, and I kept walking. Then I kind of did a U-turn, <laughs> and I knew right when I did the U-turn, I thought I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. And then I literally sat on the grass and went through all her stuff. You want to hear a story about my favorite jade jewelry? Yes. Oh, we're in trouble. Okay, so. Uh, Myself and my lovely girlfriend at the time, uh, who had only been dating for uh, less than a year, we decided to take a road trip up the one, the Pacific Coast Highway. You know, coming from Southern California going north, it's not as good of a view because, you know, you're looking out to the left at the ocean and, you know, there, there could be stuff in the way mm-hmm. sometimes. But we, we came to this nice little camping spot and the sign said Jade Cove. So we stop there for the day, we unpack, we get our camping gear out, and then we follow this footpath down to the beach, and you have to go down all these stairs, and it's just a beautiful cove, and 
there's a big jade rock face. Like, it, you, you look at it, and it doesn't look like the jade, like the typical jade jewelry, where it's like the light green. It was like a deep, dark, almost emerald kind of jade. Mm. And, you know, I, I violated a rule. I, I took a couple pieces of the jade that I found laying on the ground. I know oh, you're not supposed to take, no. you know, stuff. I know it's bad luck, but it was good luck for me, because I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> I got these pieces of jade that I, I, you know, I found with my girlfriend at the time and brought him back to Riverside, and I found a really cool person who did jewelry. Uh, two people, Roger and Cecilia were their names from uh, out in, uh, gosh, out by Temecula. I can't remember the name. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they, they made a nice little engagement ring out of a piece of jade, and I gave that to my lady. Did uh, she say Yes. Not that time. No, I'm kidding. Nice. <laughs> nice. She's over. Tracy's over here shaking her head. Nope. No, she she didn't say say yes. She went what? No, <laughs> what me? No. Uh, but I I took her to the I took her to the roof of the Mission Inn, uh, and I gave it to her and I said, "Will you be my Valentine now and forever?" No, it was actually like just after Dia de los Muertes, so it wasn't Jeez, Valentine's that's Day. That's great. But gave her this jade ring and you know ever since then we've we've been together i i did ladies i did get her a real diamond ring okay oh it's a beautiful gosh. yellow Listen canary to explain himself diamond ring uh she still has the jade that's you better know. than champagne yeah she it's it's a souvenir now you know and it it came accompanied with a, a necklace so it's a ring and a necklace kind of thing but you know it's it's a nice little thing that 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 I did, you know, and good on you. Yeah, it, that, that was that was like our first road trip together, and it was uh, it's beautiful. It's one of those ones that we've tried to recreate by going up and down the PCH this is getting again. Sappy. If y'all were on a scoot, it'd be much more. I know. <laughs> yeah, much more you know, I'm trying to contribute here. I, I I don't have any motorcycle stories, but I have traveling Yet. stories. You do have traveling yeah. stories. Yes. Yeah. So those I'll get there. Stories, I'll make brother. some traveling Very stories good. eventually once I get on those two wheels. You know. Lord willing, I mean, and maybe with some sponsorships, if we can get some money coming into the podcast and the you're book. You're hilarious. You're ready. Hey, you guys, ready if you want on. me to get on a motorcycle, pay for the lessons, <laughs> they have them at Castle Park and Riverside every weekend. I'll ride around in circles, and then uh, and then I'll be able to, you know, start scooting along on a scoot. Well, that'd be great. Have you guys along, or you. Yeah. You no, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> me and my my lovely I'll wife. Her with me. <laughs> there you go. Throw on a net's back. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, I'll... and we really did that, and that you know that was the idea. Uh, it's wonderful to have someone you can share things with that you do, but to have someone who's okay keeping up with you when you're riding, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's kind of worth its weight in gold. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't mind jumping here, jumping there. But most people cannot ride more than a few hundred miles a day, whether it be passenger, whether it be on their own motorcycle. So I know I really appreciate it. And then still like each other at the end of the day when you get there. <laughs> well, I think that's a benefit. We don't have that intercom thing. So I was going to ask you about that. For a few do you guys minutes. have hand signals or how do you tell each oh, other yeah. that you need to pull over and tinkle or something like that? Well, you Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You point to your crotch if you have to tinkle. Yeah. You point to the Because I know a neck can hold it. It's Bob that's it's got Bob the little, that has the issue. Oh, little for bladder. Out loud. I do not have it. <laughs> I just drink a lot of coffee, y'all. Yeah, but you know that that chopper doesn't. Hilarious. You know, it's probably hitting you, and you know. Oh no! This was my pop scoot. It was way comfy. 
Yeah. I don't think we... Oh, we did hit the rest area once. Yeah, because I drank Oh, yeah, we did morning. stop once. Yeah. Other than that, I just used the restroom every 130 miles or so. The triple B, Bob's baby bladder. Oh, yeah. my gosh. This <laughs> is, stopped not, this in is the not funny. Gila Bend. Gila Tell them that story, honey. Gila, Gila Bend. Gila oh, yeah. Do not story, take man. women to the Gila Bend shell station on the corner there. It's covered in cool metal artwork that they want that you put in the yard and some of it's really big and they want to buy it all buy it all and put it on the scoot and try to take it home it doesn't work but also more importantly if you happen to be dismounting your motorcycle make sure you know where her motorcycle is because you might bump into her motorcycle before she puts a kickstand down <laughs> and you might turn around to find her laying on the ground oh no dun, 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 dun. did you kick his ass no, it happens. But boy, I felt like an idiot. You were sleeping on the couch that night. Y- you? you know, See I, the bruises I got. It's just one bruise. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's great. It is just one bruise, but yeah, I went over. Regardless, it sucked. It's like big time. Mm. She's done it to me a few times, but I usually catch the scoot, but it's just. It's just the parking lot we were in. And the car next to us. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Your helmet hit the My car head. next to us. Oh, did you leave a dent? I don't even... No, you did not check. No. But, so there's a bunch of these, like, metal sculptures and stuff that you wanted to they take home. They have pretty cool stuff, yeah. yeah big flying scrap, pig. No, scrap metal T-Rex. Oh, yeah, you I like pigs, flying huh? pig, yeah. Oh, that's gosh. right. I don't know if we've discussed that. You have a thing for, for flying pigs, right? I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, all that's over your house and me. your property. <laughs> Just one. Flying Marshall. Right. The, the best flying pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have pigs all over. Flying pigs, not pigs. Flying pigs. Yeah, they're they're statues of flying pigs. They're not actual flying pigs. We need to. <laughs> she's got merma- she's got mermaids too. They're not actual mermaids. Yeah. But. Well, it's the flying pigs you got to look out for. I mean, because yeah, they. Yeah, crap there was everywhere. a few I found this weekend that I did not purchase. Okay. I found that one there. That's why we bring motorcycles. Well, no, I could have had a box. I know. Oh, for crying out stuff. loud! Then I found a really <laughs> cool hanging one um, from India that was. And she only wanted 16 for that, but I can't really hang anything in Fontana outside because our Santa Ana winds. I'm like, oh, that's useless. Fontucky. Fontucky. Did you notice that? I looked at the wind charts before we left. Yeah, and you I remember before we left, right, killing me. I said, like, the wind's going to be at our back going out there, and it looks like there's a bit of a shift with the rain, so the wind's going to also be at our back coming in. This is through Whitewater okay. on the 10, Palm Springs, all the large wind gens that are flying. And boy, we right before we hit the area, I looked to the side and I can see all the trees and we're just going straight into the wind. And I thought, uh, well, and, you know, it's not a big deal. I think we had to slow down a few miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, we slowed down. But to my, about 64, right? Yeah, that's it. It's yeah, that's far. it. And uh, But having those big fairings on the big scoots like we do, needless to say, it's a bit more work. It's just hard on, I mean... It, it, the work inside that doesn't but since i have a neck injury mm-hmm. and it's really hard on my neck like right now my neck is like killing me <laughs> <laughs> i just need i had nothing to do with her neck injury <laughs> just throwing <laughs> no, it out you there did not. um but yeah it's definitely i could feel it like, yeah oh. so i yeah do you does your helmet help 
when you're riding with the neck injury or oh, does no, it hurt? it makes it worse. It makes it yeah, worse. With the wind because now you yeah. have the drag. Okay. You and it's drag. throwing you a bit to the left or would right. It, We'd would pass it help a big to rig. have like a, like a neck brace or something no, when you ride? No, no. It's just I haven't been riding mm-hmm. as often as I used to. I mean, prior. I had surgery in the end of October, so I didn't ride up until... Hmm. I can start. I started riding in October. Or sure. Excuse me, de- no, just, middle of December, yeah. and then my bike broke. I had a problem with my bike, so then it was in the shop for about three weeks or so. Yeah, and hardly. then when, and then when I got it back, then the rain started. Hmm. So this was really my first big trip since since yeah babes. Yeah, really. and it was just a nice medium size. So a couple months. We had then. a good yeah, weekend. A it was months. nice to get away, you know. And I I do this a lot. Um, in my life, just jumping on the scoot for the weekend and hopping over to Arizona or wherever. Um, but it was really great to do with Annette. Mm. It's pretty rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. I I can see how that'd be cool. Yeah. You're, you're not, um, you're not, you're not alone (laughs) going somewhere and then you're also not part of a big pack of motorcycles. Yeah. It must be really cool to, to ride with a significant other. I agree. Yeah, I agree. She keeps up pretty well. So, do you guys hold hands when you're riding? Oh yeah, oh yeah, right all next the to, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine, like that. we don't, like we talk on with the microphone. No, going into yeah. the sunset, you got birds making a heart shape <laughs> exactly. as you drive by. Oh, this is ridiculous. Disney yeah. style. No, we don't talk. We, I mean, we don't. Some people have the micro. You know, they can talk between. Each, uh, I don't. Yeah. In fact, I won mm-hmm. a system, and uh, I traded. I gave it to Bob for a Kindle. I didn't yeah, realize that's a good trade. I didn't realize until recently that people on motorcycles could have a little Bluetooth kind of radio. Yeah, I thought that like was something intercom. that just like yeah. cops had on their motorcycles. Yeah, it's been Senna. around for yeah. a long, long time. But now this new thing with the Bluetooth, you know. Bluetooth. Senna's. Yeah. Yeah. Senna's. Cool. I'm sure there's other manufacturers too, oh, yeah, but I just have a Senna. Did motorcycle... Uh, riders back in the day, did they used to have the CB radios on the motorcycle, or would those even work? So yeah, no. So that's one of the Goldwing features. <laughs> I've actually got I got room on my Goldwing for a CB. Uh, Ten four rubber ducky. Yeah, I mean you can get the mounts and everything. Uh, of course, I don't have it or use it. Um, I I really just prefer not to be bothered by others. But I reckon the CBs, you know, same reason. Uh, truckers would use them, see what the weather is, see what the traffic is. We 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 hit a bunch of traffic coming back today. It would have been nice to have a little warning about it. You know, I guess the CB would have helped then, but it's just another distraction. So I just, I just turn on an audible book or my music. and I just imagine you on your motorcycle with the CB radio and that huge uh, antenna sticking oh, yeah. up, looking like a... Uh, a bumper car or something. Oh, yeah. No, I, and I got one on my Goldwing now for the FM radio. Yeah, and does it go back side. and forth? And oh, yeah. Like, yeah, and I've ran under <laughs> carports and, like, hit it with stuff and kind of really rocked it. So it's, uh, but I'm happy with just the FM antenna. Yeah, I don't want to talk to anybody either. No, nah, it's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have friends that love it and they they, they just talk, like, mm-hmm. just talk as they're going down the road to each other about whatever. I'd be distracted. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk to anybody. Uh, That's yeah, my time. Yeah, exactly. I make my best, like, yeah. if I need to make some really big decisions, you know, in my life, or I'll jump on my bike. Yeah. And that's when I make my decisions. Yeah, and she's always 100 yards behind me or 50 yards behind me, or I'm 50 yards behind her. I thought you hold hands. (laughs) Yeah, we we do a bit of side-by-side out on the open road, but for the most part, it's easier just to have one follow the other. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. You know, what better... 
uh, time and place to have some moments of introspection than, you know, driving through this beautiful United States of America that we have under our feet. Amen. I I feel like a lot of people have lost sight on the value of introspection and any excuse to have it would be awesome. You know, if if riding a motorcycle is going to take you off your phone long enough to check your Facebook, Instagram or emails, then yeah, that that's going to be worth a lot. And I, I think more people will see that and start to value that as they pick up this motorcycle, you know, life life ways you know riding and well and a motorcycle is just an avenue i mean if you want to use a car if you want to use scuba diving if you want to use whatever vessel you want to use to get to where you want to be in life for me it is a road absolutely but motorcycles are so cool i mean if i want some introspection time i'm not going to look like a geek with a snorkel and flippers just because i want to go think underwater no i'd rather be on a motorcycle (laughs) going down the road at like 80 miles an hour thinking deep thoughts like why do hot dogs come in packs of 10 and hot dog buns come in packs of eight, eight. or something? I have no, yeah. Why? Why don't they get together and yeah. figure that out? Yeah. Okay, that was, <laughs> that was what it was. We might have to rethink this bell. I don't know. It's pretty cool, but. <laughs> I like it. I, I think it's being overused a little bit. We got we got to do a, a two bell rule throughout the podcast. Okay. Tracy's over there shaking her head a lot. <laughs> I'm sure that rings in producer Tracy's ears every time we ring it. It's just nice. shocking her. Nice. <laughs> Annette, thanks for hanging out with me this weekend. Yeah. It was a good time. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah, right. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the book oh, festival. Yeah. Well, festival. That's why I went. Yeah, apparently. And for coming on the podcast, I mean, it looked like you were so tired sitting on the couch, you weren't going to go anywhere. So we just took you hostage and there put a microphone go. up to you. Well, we're like, hey. People are going to be tired of hearing from me. Yeah. Oh. Like, we only know the reason why she's on. I think they're going to be tired of hearing from me before they're tired of hearing from you. Just Look, saying. the trick is you just disguise your voice. We've had the same two guests on every single episode. <laughs> they just right. use a different voice every time. Different you name. Go. You know. Different name. Sometimes. Sometimes it slips. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Well, it's a good weekend. No major breakdowns. Everything nope. worked well. I got yeah. to shop. I got to eat. Got to drink. Got to see music. Got to good. meet friends. I got to sit and watch panels and hang out with a bunch of bookies. Yeah, he'd send me pictures of people. I'm like, uh, who's this? <laughs> Look at this no author. Idea. Look at that author. Look at this book. Look person. at that book. It's a person. It's a person to me. I'm like, it's another I have person. no idea. Look at this printing are. format. Yeah, I kind of geeked out. So what's That's the a, uh, what's the next uh, trip you guys have coming up? Do you have anything planned? Or uh, We were going to hit up the Trog this weekend, but we still might. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Oh, you got a Band-Aid this weekend, I see, babe. <laughs> that's not a band-aid it looks like a piece of black tape around your finger listen she needed a band-aid i improvised electrical tape did the job yes you're welcome it worked <laughs> i'm just, just trying to keep my cut clean because I mean, your hands get so dirty out there and i didn't I, have any hockey stick tape with me yeah, otherwise i would i hope that. i never break my arm around you bob i'd hate to know what you're gonna do to you know keep it up. <laughs> i got a hammer and <laughs> Some hockey stick team. Yeah, this works. I, I have band. I actually do have a band aid under there. A couple of them. Nice. But I just with the dirt in the road and yeah. I I cut my finger pr- pretty deep. Hmm. For I, for those of you at home, she looks like uh, a football player with the black <laughs> tape on her fingers. You ever wow. see those linemen that have all the black tape on all their fingers? Yeah, that's what a net looks yeah, like. And I gotta right keep now. it where it doesn't bend too much because the cut's like right there in the bend. So I don't want it to 
split just open. Just filleted it. Did it like butterfly when you opened it? Just oh, you could totally like it was so deep you could see all the white in there and beautiful. It was gross. Yeah, but I was in the middle of a project, so I was like, tape it up. Can't go. Can't go to the ER. Yeah. Can't go to urgent care. I got to. I got to finish. All my paint will dry up. Or well, the next time you're on the podcast, we'll see if you still got your finger. You know, <laughs> pray that you don't get gangrene or anything from yeah. from yes. Bob's black tape band aid. We had plenty. So cheap. Don't want to go to emergency room. <laughs> Yeah, no need for that. We got electrical tape. And you'll get some jewelry that'll just cover it right up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, let's wrap this up then. Amen. Yeah, Bob, we're going to be making an appearance pretty soon here, right? It's pretty exciting. We were kind enough to deal with one Mr. Cuddy and get a booth over at the Hippie Killer Hoedown, Paris. Paris, California. Yeah, not not Paris, Paris, France. France. Yeah, don't go to Paris, France expecting to see the American Roadrunner podcast. Yeah, we're actually going to have a double booth. Uh, We're going to be selling books. Uh, I might even sign them for you at your request. We're also going to have a great distribution for our Old West books. I've got quite the Old West book collection, and I was looking for a way to get rid of it. So those will all be discounted for sale. But most importantly, we're going to be doing some live podcasting. That's right. Your host and co-host, Bob Marshall, and myself, Brian Phillipson, will be doing live podcasting at The Hippie Killer. So if you have a story to tell about your two-wheeled machines, please come down and visit us. And we would love to hear it. We will put you on the podcast if you got a good story, and uh, you know you're you're sober enough that you're not slurring too much when you tell the story. Then you're in. Yes. Then yes. you are in. And uh, if you got a long story, um, don't know what to tell you. No, I'll I'll tell you what to do. You go on the website at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook.com. Perfect. You tell us your story. Um, at, anybody can do that. We really want to oh, yeah. hear any kind of story about you know being on the road on your motorcycle good the bad the ugly the crashes you know maybe not so much the crashes but those were too i crashed once (laughs) there's only two types of riders those that have crashed and those that will crash so it happens (laughs) all the gear all the time but yeah that's saturday the 6th hippie killer hoedown paris fairgrounds yeah so join us there and again you can find us on americanroadrunnerthebook.com listen to this podcast at all the places you listen to podcasts whether that's apple Podcasts, google podcasts podbean all that good stuff uh you can find american roadrunner by bob marshall on amazon in paperback and you can download it on ebook you can email us at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, if you have any ideas, any subjects that you want us to tackle on the podcast, we'll be more than happy to greet you with an answer. So, And uh, just a big congratulations before I forget, one Mr. Curtis Morgan over at Ride One Canada Day did have a nice giveaway yesterday, and one Mr. IM4Photo, that is his handle on Instagram, won a copy of my book so congratulations mr im4 photo is that the number four yep okay letter i letter m number four p-h-o-t-o and if you want your name said on the podcast just like that person uh go to ride one can a day ride one can a day and get a really cool sticker and all the other cool stuff that comes when you ride 1,000 miles in one day. And this guy was awesome. His comment was, awesome! Can't wait to crack the pages! Thanks! (laughs) (laughs) So, this guy was pretty cool. Well, I'm glad that he spelled it right, because if he wrote, can't wait to crap in the pages, that would have been terrible. 
Don't well, I do suspect that. Uh, he's going to get an author's note in that copy of the book, too, that simply says, thank you for enjoying my story. Feel free to share yours. So Good. we're pretty excited. All right. So along with Ride One Can a Day, also got to check out The Flying Dutchman at The Flying Dutchman Co. That's all one word at Instagram. Got some really cool custom stuff. Uh, also, check out the art of bowmonster.com. Mr. Bowmonster is the one who did the book cover for American Roadrunner. Really cool stuff. So, with that, yep. we're going to leave you with a little song. What song is that, Mr. Bob Marshall? That would be the song Here We Are by one of our favorite bands, Meek, from their album, Red Sprite Lightning. Enjoy, my fellows. Be good to each other. And ride safe. Mm.